listeners, welcome back to Yahweh Reddit. Did you like my intro with that? That was really good. It's really fitting because one, my name is Laura and I'm one of your hosts. Two, my name is Maggie and I'm the other host. And three, we are reading the To All the Boys trilogy and we are on book two. P.S. I still love you. Yeah. And you know, if any of you have seen the movie, if you've been with us for the first episode, you know what P.S. To All the Boys is about, you know. um, Exactly. She she writes letters to her crushes and we're extending the opportunity for you to live your own P.S. I love you to all the boys. Um, by emailing us at present oh at gmail.com. Write us a love letter, an email. A crush letter about us. Please write a crush letter. We'll crush you back. We love crush we lines. Lo- I love to respond to those emails. They make us so happy, uh, so much. And they might sit in our inbox for a minute. I'm going to be honest, but we will respond to them. This is a very special episode, too, because we are drinking Martha Stewart's Ooh. wine. I know, Maggie and I, we really transitioned to recording at nighttime, which is, like, fun for wine. For a while, we were recording on, like, early Saturday mornings. Yes. Um, so this is kind of, like, a new venture with, like, Maggie and I figuring, figuring out a recording schedule not in the same building. Working our little nine-to-fives. Looking nine Relaxing. Relaxing. Drinking wine that kind of tastes like church. Mm. I got this at my housewarming, so, like, if you don't like it, it was free. No, you know what I have been lobbying for? I am lobbying for Martha Stewart to be on Mount Rushmore alongside <laughs> Lisa Vanderpump, and I haven't decided the other two. So, Ooh. if you want to include that in the crush letter to MeganLaurePresent at gmail.com. Oh, my gosh. Who else should be on Mount, Mor- Mount Rushmore? That, oh, my God. This is a eye-opening question. To pick two more people amongst Martha Stewart and Lisa Vanderpump. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. Laverne Cox? Oh, that would be good. I was going to say Lizzo because I feel like that would just be a... Oh, yes. That would just be like a good a good representation where it's like Martha's home goods. Lisa Vanderpump is restaurants. Lizzo is body positivity and <gasps> all of music. Yes. So now we need another industry. Oh, we definitely knew. We definitely knew. We definitely <laughs> need a new industry. Maybe something in like politics. Ooh, or history. Or history. Ooh, a historical figure. Who's a sexy, naughty historical figure? That's a really good question. I don't know. And what we'll let you think on that and email us at Maggie and Laura present at gmail.com. Yeah. And while you're thinking on that, we're going to dive into a little bit of a summary of the last book and we're going to head on into the new book of the All the Boys series. Yeah. Because, oh my God, Maggie, when I started writing my notes today before we recorded this episode, so much happens that I even forgot like where the last book ended because this book picks exactly where we left off. Yes, it does. We stop midway in a letter that Largine is writing to Peter after Peter and her are not really talking at the end of it. Yeah, because book. like long TLDR, we should use more acronyms in our podcast. I agree. <laughs> TLDR, uh, Lara Jean and Peter had a kerfuffle breakup because Josh was in love with her and it was a whole miscommunication. Let the record show she was not in love with Josh at the yeah, end. Yeah, and Josh was too much. <laughs> too much. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs> uh, Bye-bye-bye, buddy. That's... Bye. Oh, my memoir. Bye, 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 buddy. (laughs) That's like one of the lesser known NSYNC's uh, memoir titles is Bye, 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 Buddy. And it's all about him coping with getting out of the band. And losing his friends. That's kind of sad. That is sad. Wow. Age changes you. 
It really does. Yeah. And so where we left off is Largine is writing that letter to Peter, basically being like, you gave me my first love story. Please don't let it be over. Yeah. And literally the book ends there. Peter and Largine have been kissing, fake dating, accidentally falling in love. You know the story. And you know the story. And now we're picking up post this letter where it is post their New Year's Eve it's New Year's Day. They are all going to their grandmother's house uh, to meet with their cousins and have a family New Year's Day. Uh, the girls, the song girls, are wearing handbox because uh, their grandmother got them for them. And their dad's like, you guys got to represent your culture for grandma. It'll make her so happy. And it's actually kind of sweet because the dad cares so much about their heritage. Um, and the girls are really pissed because nobody else is wearing these handbox when they get to their family's house. Yeah, they show up to Korean New Year's Day and no one's wearing it. But grandma does love it. Grandma does love it. And grandma also has a little side note to Lara Jean um, about being like, hey, maybe find your dad someone to date this year. Yeah. Yeah, and um, Lara Jean also has this cousin, Haven, who makes a really small appearance in in this book. Uh, and Haven kind of sucks. Like, she's she's very much, like, trying to be cool. Re- very obvious that she, like, wants to be tight with Margot. Yeah, she's kissing um, And she sucks. She has, like, cool posters. And she's like, well, you can take my old posters before I switch them out with my new posters. She sidelines Lara Jean a lot. But then she's scrolling on Instagram and sees Lara Jean is dating Peter Kavinsky. And she's like, damn, Lara, he's hot. Yeah, and she's like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like you're his type. Like, Haven's is mean. Like, <laughs> If Jen wasn't the mean girl in this book, I'd be like, Haven's a close second. Yeah, she really doesn't help the matter at all because Lara's like, we're kind of on a break. And Haven's like, I would have never let him go. Yeah. And yes. <laughs> whoops. And so Lara Jean is like, uh, they're wrapping up Korean New Year's Day, and Peter's letter falls out of Lara Jean's coat when she's putting it on. And Margot sees it and she's like, you better, you go over there right now. There's no more time to think on it. Love is all about action. You go tell them how you feel. Oh, love is all about action. It That's is. That's so sweet, Meg. Thank you. Um, and Lara Jean's like, damn, Marco, you're right. And on the way home, she's like, Dad, I need you to drop me off at Peter's house. And Dad, being the just go get him girl he is. Guns at 60 miles per hour like, so she can tuck and roll. No, can you imagine? I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like if I told my parents, like, you need to let me off at his house, they'd be like, are you sure? <laughs> Like, you didn't even really date him. Yeah. Like, it was a lot of back and forth for five months. Yeah. And, like, the like I love Lara Jean's dad so much. Yeah. Uh, but, like, the fact that he was, like, no questions asked, like, you go get him, too. I love it. I love he's, it so much. He's a firm believer in love. You know, when you're young, the things can be chaotic. Yeah. I don't think they should be that hard. But also, it kind of made it fun when you were 17. It was a little adventure to be really in a date. toxic relationship. I, mean, I didn't really date when I was 17 because I was uh, even more prudish than Laura Gina's in these books. Oh, I mean, yeah. I was horribly afraid. I dated yeah. one guy and held his hand once, which yeah. I'm sure I talked about in the last episode. So, anyway, she goes to Peter's She's house. doing better than us. I mean, she, yeah. she made it on the hot tub. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think I'm a little envious of Lara Jean because I was like, she reminds me of what I was in high school. But I was like, no, she doesn't. She, like, literally is, like, the like a manic pixie dream girl of, like, no one thinks I'm pretty. And, like, a ton of people think she's, like, really pretty and cool. I know. Honestly, I mean, toting her as a prude, I guess, is fine. Makes sense. But realistically, if media could reflect the average high school experience... 
I was so afraid to make out. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. I could I not. wanted to, but I couldn't. Like, she, by my standards, I'm like, uh, she's she's doing it. She's not a slut, but she's doing it. But she, I mean, she's putting herself out there. That's more than I could ever do. Good for her. Good for her. So, good for her times two, because she shows up in a handbook to Peter's front door on New Year's Day. Yes. Uh, she rushes, rushes over there. He opens the door. Not too surprised, but not really too warm to talk to her. And he's like, what's up, Largine? And she's like, I just came to say, I'm sorry. Happy New Year. Let's be friends. And he calls her out on her shit immediately. Yeah. He's like, you came over here to say, let's be friends. And Happy New Year. <laughs> and Peter, he's a little super sleuth. He spots a little crinkled piece of paper coming out of her pocket. And he goes, what the hell is that, Lara Jean? And she goes, it's nothing. And he gets the letter out. And he's like, so you just weren't going to give this to me? Yeah, so he reads it over her head. She's, like, trying to fight and grab the letter from him. And he was like, why Why weren't you going to give this to me? And she says, because you didn't seem excited to see me. Yeah. And he's like, it's playing hard to get. Yeah, and meanwhile, Owen interrupts, and he drops the bombshell of the century and says, the fruit cookies that Peter said his mom made from last book, Peter actually made them to try and impress Lara Jean. Which is, which is very cute. Um, he's going to kiss her. He needs to clear the air first. He's like, wait, did you and Josh hook up? And she's like, no. And he's like, okay, whew. Yeah. That's okay. They they get interrupted by the younger brother. Um, and we learn about the cookies, and it's really yeah. sweet. But yeah. now Peter's mom is a little bit on edge with Lara, yeah. which will bode poorly in the future. Yeah. But uh, he drives her home. They kiss. All all has been been you know plastered over. And we're he gonna says, try "Kiss me like you missed me. I died like a little candy heart." I thought it was really cute. Um, but when Lara Jean gets home and her happiness, all is not well because Kitty, another bombshell, uh, says Margot is crying. And as we know, Margot's a pretty strong-willed person. She does not cry often. Um, and Lara Jean goes up to Margot's room and is like, hey, sis, what's up? And Margot's upset because her and Josh are, like, really fully officially over. Like, they had a conversation while Lara Jean was out reconnecting, plastering up her woes. Um, and Margot and Josh are donezo. Honestly, it serves Lara right for sticking her nose in it because she, before she left Korea New, Year, New Year's, was like, Margot, go try to get back together with Josh. And now look at what you've done. Yeah, yikes. But honestly, it's for the best because one, Josh sucks and Margot is... No, uh, this is closure. Yeah, Margot's a dom queen. She does not need Josh. You heal when you heal over breakups. It could be then, it could be years later. That's so true. You have to heal eventually unless you are a straight guy who is holding on to your high school relationship. Then you just date and ruin other people's <laughs> and lives. And then you just date and then you get to the point where things get serious and you go, I can't do this again because I got my heart broken when I was in 10th grade. Hey, and we want all of our... <laughs> 27 to 32 year old guy audience to know that we empathize and feel sympathy for you and also move on and go therapist <laughs> also move on um if if it makes you feel good we'll be your therapist if you give us five stars i don't know what i would do if i found out our demographic to this was like mostly dudes in our that 27 to 32 who were just still hung up on a, like a high school relationship i would definitely we know those people i would not be flattered but i would kind of hope that they don't know me in real life so they could just i um put me on a pedestal and, and like idolize me as the next wow watch our streams and downloads just 
plummet after this episode. <laughs> They're going because I'm actively okay with being a manic pixie dream yeah. girl. Listen, I love being worshipped. So what can I say? Uh... So Margot, honestly, strong God that she is. She's like, you know what? I'm not going to cry over my boyfriend. I do not want to be the girl crying over her boyfriend. Margot instead asks, how was Peter? Yes. Yeah. Margot, Margot's not going to let this ruin her life because Margot is an icon. Um, and they have like really sweet talks here, like just kind of about life and romance. Um, and El- Lara Jean decides to be like, Margot, tell me about like sex. Yes. She's like, did it hurt? And she's like, yeah, the first few times, uh, but it gets better and maybe he'll be gentle. Yeah. And Margo. Not maybe he'll be gentle. He better. Maybe he'll be gentle. I don't know. He better be gentle. Well, and Margo also says that she doesn't regret having sex with Josh, even now knowing that they don't end up together. Do you regret having sex with a person who you lost virginity to? I mean, no, because I was really trying to get it out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. I think at the time, I mean, that person sucked, but it was special yeah. to me and they were special to me. So I will I will be at peace with who I lost my virginity to. Mine wasn't really special. I got drunk at a party and I was like, I need to get this out of the way. And before people be like, Laura, that doesn't sound like it was consensual. Like it was consensual because I wanted to have sex with this person regardless. I like fantasized about it. Like the movies, I made a 30 minute playlist and for your first time, it's like it's not going to be 30 I don't minutes. Like I don't know if I've ever... Well, if I had Adderall, then yeah, I'd have 30 I don't, minutes. I don't like listening to music while I'm having sex. It's too distracting. Oh, I thought it'd be really romantic. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like you you think, like, music and sex are, like, a pair. Like, they, they make yeah. sense together. But in reality, for me, they do not make sense together. No. Well, my boyfriend went out and played an eight-minute something corporate song instead, and it was bad. I think it was called Constantine. So if you guys want to look that up, it was, and imagine it was a pretty, you guys listen to Relive Maggie's first time on your own time. <laughs> so anyway, anyway yeah, yeah, now yeah, that yeah. you guys know that about us, um, that's keep it, keep it. They have us, now, now that we're back in the book, Margot and Lara Jean have a little sleepover in Margot's room. It's real cute. It is cute. It's very nice. Um, and she also gives Lara a little fair warning, like be um careful with your heart because once you go there, you can't go back. Um, so that's you know very sister talk. Yeah, and meanwhile, also in sisterhood. Kitty stepped up to the plate with this dog that she just got. She's being a firm dog owner. She's trying to teach him well. Um, and Kitty, no boundaries Kitty, is like, Lara Jean, what the hell is up with you and Peter? And Lara Jean doesn't know. She's like, you better clarify whether you're dating or not. And Lara is going to a movie with Peter. And this is kind of like their first official date. And the banter, now that they've become an official couple, is a bit more nervous than normal. Yeah, I feel like that's really fair. Yes, well, then, you know, the things that you thought before weren't on the table yeah. are. Well, because here's the thing, because it's like, I'm thinking back to like my relationship where like we were like together, we like took a pause and we were just like best friends. And then we started dating again. And then suddenly I was like, I'm nervous. <laughs> like, I'm just, I get like things are like not like different, different, but like they're different. Oh, yeah, because when it's, like, spoken into existence, then you're thinking about... Like, like there's stakes now. There's stakes. There's stakes. Yeah. Um, but they go on this cute little movie date, but you they see Jen, and they're both tense with this reality. And they go to a restaurant after because they gotta get, gotta get away from Jen. And at this restaurant, they decide... 
it's time to make a real new contract for their real relationship. Because they had a contract for their fake one, it only seems fitting. And something Lara Jean should have maybe put in this contract, I'm not sure if she does, but at the movies, as Laura, Laura said, they run into Jen, Jen sees them, but she ignores them. But she does text Peter during the movie, and Laura sees this. <sighs> so Peter should sta- establish boundaries. It doesn't really happen. They no. draw up this contract. And she says, I don't want us to break each other's hearts. And he says, put it in the contract. Yeah, which I feel like is, you know, like, in practice seems like a, that's a good rule. But, like, in reality, it's someone's heart's going to get broken, if not both of yours. Oh, yeah. That's impossible to avoid. Um, But this whole new lovey-dovey situation is not going to work out for long because uh, the school's infamous... A gossip Instagrammer, Anana Bitch, has posted the video of Lara Jean and Peter kissing a whole storm up in that hot tub at the ski lodge. And uh, it's not good. It's not good. Lara Jean finds this out via Chris, who texts her. And then, unfortunately, Kitty and Margot also see. And Laura's freaking out because she's like, we need to make a resolution and not tell dads. So they're like, they're not going to tell dad. And it's really sad because this is like her first romantic moment in her life. And yeah. it's just out there now. Yeah. And there's and there's lots of like really mean comments too. Like if this was happening to me in high school, I would be a wreck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially like that's your first real passionate kiss. I yeah. wouldn't want anyone. And everyone's like calling you a slut about it. That would suck. No, I hadn't built up enough of a, a guard yet yeah. for that. So Chris comes over and they're all bitching about the people who are ripping apart her Insta. Yeah. Peter calls. Peter calls and he's like, "Don't worry, I'm gonna take care of this." And Laura's just like sad because she's like, "I know this is Jen." Yeah, and like Chris even says, "I bet you a million dollars that Jen did this." So the next day, Peter picks up Lara Jean for school and is all happy because he's like, I got them to take it down because I threatened to sue. Nice. Which is a good move. And uh, Lucas, uh, Lara Jean's other letter-turned-best friend, uh, who is gay, Mm -hmm. he corners her and he's like, well, what's up with this video? Like, and Lara Jean's like, don't worry, we haven't had sex. And he's like, why? He's like, when are you going to start fucking Peter? Yeah, which like a fair question. And it doesn't help. Does that thing where it just ups the ante of your anxiety by being like, because Peter definitely wants to fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> which isn't as much of a compliment as it would be an anxiety. Exactly. And if things couldn't get worse, like two different teachers, like kind of give Lara Jean those pity eyes and go like, how are you doing? Because they have also very clearly seen this video floating around. And I think that would be the most mortifying part. Oh my God. If a teacher I really respected was like, you're better than this, I would be like, thanks. I am going to never return to school. Yeah. I would be just homeschooled at that point. So Largine is really overwhelmed. She runs into the bathroom and she finds Jen in there. And she can just tell that she's lying about not sending the video. Honestly, for as vindictive as Jen wants to be, she should be a better liar. She should be a better liar. She's like diverting her eyes. And Lara's like, I know you well enough to know when you're lying. Yeah. And so after this entire exchange, Largine is going to do what any of us would do and go to Peter and be like, Jen did this. It's very obvious. Yeah, and Peter's like, you know what? I dated her. I know her well enough. I'll just go over to her house and see if she's lying. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is where it's like, the fact that it's like, I can't believe 
think that yes, this is his yes, thinking. Like, yeah. Where he was like, hey, I hear your concerns. And I'm going to go over to my ex's house one-on-one and just really talk it out with her. It sounds like they're going to fuck. No, I would. that would be the less. I'd be like, that is not the answer I wanted. Yeah. I wanted you to just tell me, even if you don't think it, God, she's such a fucking bitch. Or yeah. she's crazy. You don't have to think it. I just need no. words. No. Yeah, I just need you to say she's a crazy bitch, which is a mean thing to say about someone. But she deserves to be said that about. My words of affirmation is tearing down my enemies. Just <laughs> And I don't care if your fe- personal yeah, feelings yeah, yeah. And I don't care if I'm right or not. You need to agree. Exactly. Exactly. Hype me up. That's what I want. <laughs> hype me. Exactly. I don't want pity. I don't want pity. I want a hype up. I want a hype man, a partner, and a best friend. <laughs> that's awesome. That's the, In that's that order. <laughs> <laughs> hype man first. So, um... Uh, you know, Peter goes over there, he talks to her. After he talks to her, he calls Largene later that night, and he's like, Largene, don't worry, I have it all figured out. It is not Jen. You can just drop it. And you know, she's got family stuff going on, and I'm not yeah. going to say what it is. Yeah, he's like, she has family drama. She has too much going on to pass around a video. And it's like, okay. Yeah, make me feel stupid, why don't you? Yeah, we love to gaslight. <laughs> um, And it's also, this night was also the last dinner with Margo before she leaves. Dad made his Korean food, which is subpar, but they all support him anyway because he's trying to be a good dad. And this is a whole uh, entire exchange where Margo's pushing Lara Jean to get an internship so it looks good on her college apps. And Lara Jean decides that she wants to do more at the retirement home. So that's going to become a bigger plot later in this book. Yeah, she's going to try to be the assistant activities director. Yeah, yeah. And after this phone call, she gets she gets the in from Jeanette over there, and she's in. She gets the job. Meanwhile, at school the next day, Peter goes early to print something off at the computer lab with <sighs> Lara and poor, poor, honestly, both of them. Yeah. Someone's changed the computer background to memes of all of them yeah. kissing in the hot tub. And there's also, like, posters everywhere. It's bad. It is going everywhere. And Largene also takes note that, like, this sort of exposure is also, like, starting to, like, falter Peter. Like, because normally, like, he's all, like, just, like, down with, like, oh, nothing can get me down. But you can tell he's starting, it's getting under his skin, too. And it really boils over into a breaking point when at the school assembly later, someone changes one of the PowerPoint slides to the video of them uh, physically simulating sex. Uh, I don't know how they edited the video. 2014, you can do anything in 2014. True. You can touch the sky in 2014. Wow. What, what a time to be alive. <laughs> and Peter runs on stage and he's he takes the microphone. He's like, I'm going to find whoever fucking did this. And also we didn't have sex. Um, and yeah, he basically says, whoever did this, I'm going to find you and kick your ass. And which, he gets taken to the principal's office for the hat, which is like also like, okay, maybe find the person who put a, a child porn video up. Yeah, seriously. Um, He is right in the high that he did look very chivalrous and all the girls are like, that yeah. was very brave of you, Peter. And honestly, if I was his girlfriend, I would have, like, I think that would have done it for me. <laughs> I think I would have been like, that yeah, was really hot of honestly, you to do. Honestly, Peter, you know, despite Peter's faults, like, he does a lot of, like, really, like, big gestures. And it's kind of shocking that Lara Jean's been able to, like, hold out on sex as long as she has. Yeah, it's been half a year yeah. at this point. Um, 
But the, she meets him after the uh, afterwards at his car. They're having cute exchanges. It's very, very sweet. It's very fun. He's like, all of the girls thought I was so chivalrous. And she's like, okay. And he's like, don't worry. I wouldn't, I would rather, I would only uh, want to see you in an Amish bikini, which I thought was very funny. Yeah, he's, he's a goofball. He's a goofball. Um, but a, 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 later that week, la, later on a Friday night, uh, Laura, Laura Jean decides to bake instead of going to a party. Yeah, you then, know, like you do in high like school. Like you do, because she's not a party or a sex person but yes what peter does is after this party uh do we know if he's a little buzzed or he is a little buzzed he's a little buzzed he comes to her window and they start making out which is actually really hot they start kissing it is very hot but then she's like that's it no more we just spoon and then Um, he's like that's okay that's my favorite part and then of course She's like, she's self-sabotaging. Thinking about all the times he's done that with Jen, which, why? Girl, you gotta move on. You can't think about that. So she gets worked up and she kicks him out. Yeah, and it's like, Lara Jean, we're mad at Peter, yes, for his relationship with Jen, but you need to work on yourself. Yeah. Um, And now we're cutting to the retirement home. This book jumps around a little bit. We have little little vignettes and anecdotes here and there. Yes. Um, Lara Jean is first day on the job at Bellevue. She is giving Jeanette her lowdown of ideas she wants to do, like a scrapbooking night and a party, yada, 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 things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also she has a hangout with Chris where Chris has a very good piece of advice that everybody should instill upon them is don't disappear once you get into a relationship. Yes. Don't make that person your entire life. Still hang out with your friends. Yes, unless you're me, which I can do because of the pandemic. Um, Yes, that is true. No, that's a good piece of advice. At the old folks' home, Largeen is also making friends with one of the residents. Her name is Stormy. She's this old Hollywood-type Grammy Mm -hmm. who's like, I was such a heartbreaker during your time. Yeah, and, like, Stormy loves gossip. She loves tea. And she... She has the audacity to tell Lara Jean that she is a girl who gets her heart broken. Lara Jean is a, the type of girl who will just get her heart broken over and over again. Yes, but she does learn of Lara Jean's scandal towards the end of Lara Jean's time there. And she's like, good, you're much more fun than that bore of a sister. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> and she awesome. also says she wants to meet Peter. Yeah. Um, also during this time, um, the school has kind of died down with this hot tub video because some guy was masturbating in the locker room. Which is disgusting Uh, and also mortifying um awful yeah at bellevue they have scrapbooking the next day and laura seeing all these people old people is like i'm gonna start cherishing my family more which you know what better way to be like i should be nice to the people alive in my life than hanging out with people close to death wow that's beautiful thank you um and large ruby core said that (laughs) That's my favorite. <laughs> that's my favorite Rupi Kaur poem. Um, yeah. And then Largine also takes this moment to be like, I'm going to talk to Peter about what old fashioned dating was like, as if he gives a shit. But, you know, she's trying. I know. Um, she's like, you know, in the olden days, they would date a lot of people and then they would be going with each other because one person would ask by giving them a necklace. And he's like, yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. Fast forward to me later tonight asking my partner if he wants to go steady with me. (laughs) Yeah, she says that. And then Peter is like, I like things with you because they're easy. And then she starts feeling crazy. Like, is he not crazy for me? Is easy a good compliment? Is it a bad one? People, okay, here's the thing. Your relationship should be easy at a base level. And like crazy about you comes from passion. Not like we fight all the time. 
Yeah, I think easy is better than comfortable. Yeah, like yeah. that's the thing. I feel like people say easy is comfortable or complacent. It's like that's not what it is. Oh yeah, easy just means y'all have fun. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, a little bit after this, Lara Jean ends up giving Josh a ride to school, and uh, they want to be friends again. Yeah, they're all cool now, which is really good. Yeah. You know who's not cool with Lara, though? Jen. Because Who's a shitster. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my God. God, I know. On the way out of school, Jen sees Lara and is like, hi, Lara Jean. Um, can you tell Peter that I'll call him later? Uh, what a... I, I honestly, I feel like I would have slapped Jen. I would be so mad. I feel like I would have shoved her at some point. I would have wanted to slap her and then my brain would have been like, no, don't do that. Oh. That's petty. And then I would have ended up just pushing her really right? awkwardly you, you and it'd be what, worse. You wanted what I would have probably like wanted to do, just like how angry Jen makes me, is I would have tried to like shoulder check her in the hall so it looked like an accident. Mm. Yeah. That's really smart. My <laughs> ex's ex-girlfriend did it to me and um, she worked out. So it was very scary. Like, yeah. I was going to get, I was the oh one who would have gotten my ass beat. I'm really sorry you got shoulder checked in the hallway. It was at a concert. But that at was my shoulder checking moment. Hey, and it didn't work. Uh, you You're know what? You're still talking about <laughs> I guess it did. Hey, she could have kicked my ass. Um, I Damn. was, I was a twig, so... <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it works. It scares the people. That's so funny. Uh, meanwhile, Lara Jean's under the impression that, like, maybe dad's on a date because he's getting home late. Uh, he gets home and it turns out he was not on a date at all. Um, yeah, he said he was with a co-worker. So Lara Jean is like, that is so pathetic. It yeah. makes him a dating website. She's like, I can't. Yeah, I'm we need this. to get him out on the field. Um, and it's also Kitty's birthday, and we learned that we're actually having her birthday party in a couple of weeks because Dad's working late the next couple of weekends. But Peter does get Kitty flowers and takes her out, which is really, really cute. He brings her to school in his nice little two-seater Audi, so Lara Jean can't even be there, which is really, really sweet. Yeah. Um. So at the same time, Lara Jean is kind of sensing that Kitty might be trying to set her dad up with the neighbor Miss Rothfield, otherwise known as Trina. Isn't it Rothschild? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? We're going to call her Trina anyways. Yeah, we're going to call her Trina because Kitty's on a mission. Lara Jean was playing, you know, playing checkers with uh, the online dating profile. Kitty's playing chess because she has a real human person involved, not a profile. <laughs> oh, Kitty up the ante for sure. Yeah. There's no sparks there yet, but they both think that it could be. And Margot on Zoom is like baffled. They're trying to set her up with their dad. Yeah, and Margot's, Margo's you know, protective. Margot takes some time to come around to ideas. Uh, but Margot is also going on a date as well re- soon. So she, she doesn't have time to really concern herself with dad's affairs. Yeah, the most she says is I'll help with his profile, but can Trina not be a thing? Yeah. Which, too fucking bad. You're in, you're in another country. Yeah, go go be Scotland. You've heard abroad's abroad. Now get ready for cunt in another country. Oh, wow. wow. I liked both of those, Maggie. Thank you, thank you. Put that on a shirt. The next day, Lara is with Stormy again, our little Hollywood Scarlet from another year, and she's saying women are better than men, and that's true. and also Stormy takes the opportunity here to talk about what a horny teenager she was but she does say some parting wisdom to Lara she says if you have sex it better be on your terms so smart honestly 
very smart. That's so true. And she better rein it in soon with Peter because the next day when she's studying with him, he kind of seems distracted. What's yeah. up with that? What's up with that? Head in the clouds or head in Jen's clouds? Wow, and clouds are titties in these situations. I was thinking bush. But okay. okay. <laughs> Listeners, <laughs> you can email us at megiamorepresent.com <laughs> to figure out if clouds in this situation are bush <laughs> or titties. Is clouds bush? If you follow us on Twitter, like a tweet if we set it up because no one's going to know the context. <laughs> They're not going to know. They're like, what are they talking about? <laughs> if we send a tweet that just said, is clouds like, bush? Like equals clouds, e- uh, clouds is bush. Retweet equals clouds is titties. <laughs> sun is whole. Uh, we need the sun. Drink. The sun is whole. Though. I don't know. Maybe we need to drink wine more when we're recording these episodes. I think we're really I don't funny. Know. I don't know. We're really funny. If you thought clouds and whole was romantic, <laughs> well, the next day is Valentine's Day. That's what, a, Maggie? That was a seamless transition. That was really good. Now, we're going to get so many t-shirts for our uh, merch shop whenever we make one out of this episode. We're going to get a t-shirt gun and just, just we gotta help, get a t-shirt gun. help people on the sidewalk. So the next day is Valentine's Day and Laura makes Peter some cherry turnovers and gets to school early to put his Valentine in the locker. And how heartbreaking would this be to be? You get to Valentine's Day early, your first Valentine's Day with your partner when you're in high school and Valentine's Day actually matters. Yeah. And he's talking to his fucking ex because he also got there early. I would be mad, but Lara Jean is trying to be mature. She's like, who cares? He wrote me a very cute Valentine's Day poem. And he also got her a necklace that she's been eyeing at the vintage shop. Uh, When a guy gets you a gift that you you really want but can't afford, what a a treat. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, Wow. wow. Oh my god. Are we flirting right now? I guess so. Um, and that's kind of the end of Valentine's Day. Back at home, Kitty has the audacity to ask Lara Jean if she's having sex. And it's honestly, it's really funny. Uh, Kitty is such a nosy little sister and I love it. Um, Mm -hmm. but as we thought the drama was over with the hot tub video, it resurfaces again, um, with the sophomore class. Uh, it's floating around the interwebs there. Yeah, they chopped it up to the Little Mermaid. Yeah, and Peter Peter's also pretty upset that it's come back. And to make matters worse, the guidance counselor decided to tell Lara Jean's dad about it, and they have a whole conversation about it. And it actually ends up being really, really sweet because he's just, like, trying to be, like, a good, helpful dad and, like, educate her. And she's just really sad because he thinks that she's the type of person who's having sex and she's not. But he does believe her that she she hasn't had sex. And it's actually really, really sweet that they have this heart-to-heart. Yeah, he calls the principal, and the principal the next day is like, I will suspend anyone who watches or distributes it. Peter's also really upset and is like, I'm mad I can't protect Lara Jean, which, I don't know. Honestly, I'd be like, that's sweet, but that feels like it takes a bit of agency away from me. Like, I'm I'm a full-grown 17-year-old child. Yeah. Like, not an adult at 17, but I I felt like it. Peter's definitely worried. He's like, your dad's going to hate me now. And she's like, for what? We didn't have sex. This isn't about you. Um, But y'all, are you all ready for the plot twist of the century? Mm -hmm. Because you're not going to believe in the mail, 
comes a letter from John Ambrose McLaren. Which is like, uh, why, are you, why are you writing me now? Yeah. I got my boyfriend. She's got a boyfriend. But John's letter, sweet as pie. It is It is sugar-coated. It is funny. It is cute. It is to the point. It's not flirty, but it's fun. It's fun as fuck. Yeah. It's very cute. And it's also very open-ended. And she writes a letter back. Yeah. Because it's essentially like, how are you doing? I saw you at Model UN. I didn't get the chance to talk to you. Please write me back. And she tells Peter this in the car the next day yeah. about him writing a letter. And Peter's a little jealous, but not much. And says um, they should all hang out. Yeah, he says we should all hang out. And he also drops that, you know, Lara Jean really knows how to work a guy. So it's like, yeah. what does that mean? He is also he- does ask for a ranking from the letter she sent out initially, which is hilarious to me. And something I would probably do. Yes. I, I'd be like, rank them. I also would <laughs> want to be ranked. Um, but in the in the letter that she wrote back to John Ambrose, it was a fun little memory. Um, she requests her letter back. And she also doesn't bring up Peter. Yeah, which is, you know... Lara Jean, that's a pretty yikes moment. You should have done that. Um, but we also know that there is a treehouse that this gang all used to hang out in at the Pierce's, which is down the street. Mm. Um, so Lara Jean and Peter go uh, there one night to make out in. Pretty hot to make out in an old treehouse, I, I will say. Yeah. Um, and now they have a whole conversation about how Lara Jean doesn't want to have sex. And Peter's like, I don't want to have sex if you don't want to have sex. And Lara Jean, being the self-sabotager that she is, she's like, well, do you miss having sex? And he's like, well, like, I mean, like, I'm not going to say no to that. But, like, I'm also, like, don't want you to feel like you have to have sex with me. Yeah, he's like, you call the shots. I'm not going to pressure you. And at the same time, she remembers underneath this treehouse, there is a time capsule from all their friends, Trevor, John, Allie, Peter, Jen, Chris, and her. They all buried it. Yeah. And she's like... What if we dig it up soon with our friends, but doesn't say Jen's name, obviously, because yeah. why would you? Yeah, because Jen should be left out at this point, obviously. Um, and then we get more letters. Like, we get a bunch of letters from John and Lara Jean. We get another letter from John. We get another Lara Jean response to that letter. Um, and then Lara Jean and Kitty start talking about John because Kitty's like, what are you waiting? What are you, like, lurking around the mailbox for? Like, Lara Jean's waiting for another letter, and Kitty's like, why are you so smiley about it? Like, yeah-oh. And plus, when she gets the letter back from John and she reads it, it's, like, really personal about yeah. how she loves him and doesn't want him to move because then they can't be together. And mm-hmm. so now she's like, fuck, did I like Peter or John first? Yeah, and, and she also promised John in her letters that she would give him this love note back. And after reading it, she's like, this is so embarrassing. I cannot fathom giving this back to him. So Lucas and her split ice cream the next day. And he's like, you're lucky you have options. I'm gay. I don't. Which, fair. I mean, now now I'm in a city. But honestly, back in Iowa, it was fucking dismal. Yeah. And um, Kitty's telling Lara to have a time capsule party, but don't invite Jen. And Lara's like, you know what? That's fun. I want to get all our friends from middle school together. So now she's playing on this party. Yeah. And we also find out that Josh has a new girlfriend at this point, Liza Booker, which is like, damn, he moved fast. Yeah. She's, Lara's pretty mad because she's like, does this mean he's over Margo? Which I would assume so. Yeah. It yeah. sounded like he was over Margo when Margo was crying about it. But who am I? Who am I to say? 
More rain on Laura Jean's parade as yeah. Chris comes over with lavender hair. <laughs> what if I ended it there? Yeah. And finds Peter's Valentine's Day poem and is like, wait, sorry, is this an Edgar Allan Poe Yeah. Poem? Yikes, everybody. We find out that Peter's love poem that he wrote to, wrote to Laura Jean for Valentine's Day is a phony, it is a copycat, plagiarized poem. Is love on the rocks? Because the next day, Peter and her get in a bit of a fight because yeah. she's working the retirement home when he has a game and he's like, you could at least put my jersey number on your face. And she's like, you could at least write me a poem that is real. Yeah. Intentions <laughs> are high. Heads are budding. They're just two different people from two different worlds. But don't worry, everybody. They have to put their, their tensions aside because it is capsule day. And who shows up first but John Ambrose McLaren. And she feels the electricity. And she feels the vibes. And they're having some fun. Some flirty tension. They catch up a bit. Trevor, Chris show up. And then Peter comes to with who else but Jen behind him. Uh, the one thing he was explicitly like should have known not to do. And she's immediately friendly, warm with John. John isn't buying it because John's like, Jen, you were also fucking mean to me as a kid. Yeah, it's it's bad. But they all hang out in the treehouse. They're opening a capsule. They decide to take items out one by one to kind of make the moment last a little bit more rather than just dumping it all out at one time which fair I would suggest that as well mm -hmm. um Laura takes a bracelet out that was an old friendship bracelet that she made with Jen Peter gets a ball he hit that was a home run and Jen is like I remember that day you hit a home run and then you kissed me and now the vibes are awkward yeah Jen's Jen's being a little shit like Jen sucks. Jen's like, can I have the ball? And Peter's like, uh, no, Laura, do you want the ball? And she's like, no, I'm good. And he's like, well, I'll give it to my mom. Like, <laughs> or like give it to Owen or something. I forget what he says, but it's really funny that he's like trying to like dodge Jen. Honestly, in a situation that's awkward that I am at the cause of, I also just play stupid. Yeah. And uh, they also do take a trip down memory lane after they take everything out. And they talk about this game they all used to play called Assassin's where it was essentially a, a name drawing game and you each draw one person's name in the circle and that was the person you had to tag out and this game could last days at a time. Yeah, it's like Secret Tag or that movie tag with Jeremy Renner and other people I don't remember. Yes, that movie was cute though. I've heard it was good actually. Was, I actually really liked it. Um, but they all decided to play Assassins for one final hurrah in their, in their late teens. And they're discussing, what does the winner get? And Jen says, the winner gets a wish. And it's one wish. You have to grant it. And Chris, come on, Chris, read the room. She's like, we all know what you're thinking. You're thinking about sex with Peter. And Lara's mad. But, like, also, I kind of thought Jen was thinking about sex with Peter with her whole one wish thing. I mean, her and her college boyfriend broke up. I would also think that, too. Exactly. So Jen was just saying what they were all thinking, like Chris exactly, uh, exactly said. They're leaving, they're going to play this game of tag, and on the way down from the treehouse, Jen is like, Peter, can I get a ride? And Peter's like, uh, no, I'm hanging out with my girlfriend, and John's like, who's your girlfriend? And oof. he's like, Covey, and Laura's oof. like, uh-oh. Oof, lots of oofs in this moment, because not only is it oof that Jen would even ask Peter to hang out, but it's oof that Laura Jean never told Peter that, uh, sorry, never told John that Peter was her boyfriend. Speed bump after speed bump. Yay, yay, yay. They're driving back to hers and he's like, are you mad at me? <laughs> Girl, you mad or what's up? Are you mad? Are you mad that uh, like, everyone assumed me and Jen were still having sex in front of you and I didn't clarify the air? 
Like, come on, I'm yes. Like, yeah, like, this is, like, literally, like, a comedy of errors at this point. Like, this is all secondhand embarrassment. This is all awkward for everybody involved. And she's like, yeah, first off, you didn't come help me set up, I think, the dance that she's setting up, yeah. maybe. And uh, he's like, I couldn't come. Jen was crying. And Lara's like, you're like her little doll, which is Oof. cutting. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? She just has a lot going on. And also, what the fuck is up with John? You've clearly seen him before. Yeah. Mm. You're not going to be honest with me now? Sounds like the heads, they're budding. And he's like, are we breaking up? And she's like, no, I don't want to fight again. He's like, oh my God, me neither. Yeah, they they bury it. They get over it. They bury the hatchet. They kiss for dear life. Um, and Chris has a great plan with Lara Jean and says we should team up in Assassin and get our, our first names out because the rules are once you get the person on your slip of paper out, you get the person on their slip of paper. Chris has Trevor, Lara has John, so they team up and they pose like Lara Jean had a bike accident to lure Trevor out of yeah. his car so Chris could get Trevor. Yeah. And she does. Good job. You tagged him out. Yeah. Um, and after they tag Trevor out, Lara Jean's like, nope, I need to win this because they all made a, like a whole bit about how Lara Jean never won this game. So Lara Jean's like, I have to win this just to like say, show that I have, I can She's going this. above and beyond. She's not even hanging out with Peter. They only talk and call because she's yeah. like, I'm not letting you hang out with me and tag me. Yeah. But if things couldn't get more awkward, it is Bellevue cocktail night. Um, and we find out another bombshell, everybody, John Ambrose McLaren. He is Stormy's grandson through marriage. And he's looking dapper. And he's looking dapper. And at this dance, like everyone's like, you young people, you two dance. Come on, dance. And they oblige. And Lara Jean is playing a fucking game right now because she's doing a whole dance. She's like, John, I do not have you in this game. And they go through an entire dance. They're mm-hmm. having a whole conversation. And that's when Lara Jean's like, Tag, you're out. I did have your name. And it's honestly, I love that Lara Jean did this. She played a, she played a game. She played it cool. John is trying to have a conversation while they are dancing. Like, so Peter, huh? And yeah. he's like, sorry, I just, I got that letter. And I just, I thought like, well, well never mind. No, it's stupid. Yeah. It's stupid. He's um, like, I thought when I saw you at Model Event, I don't know. It just like made me feel something. And when she tags him out, she's like, what was your wish? And he said, I wanted you to make me a Reese's cake um, like you made for my birthday. Which is, that's really cute. I know. That's really fucking cute. So she get she gets the name from John, who John has, and now she's got Peter's name. She's yeah. got to tag Peter out. Yeah, and, and she wants to win, and she's not taking anything. And this is where I did the math, and I made a note, because this means that Peter had to have Jen's name. So this is where my wheels start spinning, and I wrote... Why wouldn't you just tag her out? Why would yeah. you keep hanging out with her? Because he's clearly keeping her around. Yeah. And I was sus. Yeah. So I'm, I was also sus at this point. But Lara Jean, she's also, again, she's here to win. She asks John for her help in taking Peter out. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where things get messy, y'all. Because they decide to go to Peter's lacrosse game that's an away game. After Lara Jean and Peter had had a whole fight about her not going to this game. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to go so I can get this game over with. 
And John takes her there and, you know, she dressed the part. She even painted her, his number on her face like he wanted. Very sweet. And Peter's not at the game. And Peter would never miss a lacrosse game. Yeah. Double-edged sword, one of John's friends, because it's their school's playing, uh, says, oh, you're the reason that John hangs out at the old folks' home. And John's like, play cool, play cool, guys. So it's clear John has a crush on Laura. Yeah. And will do anything for her. And one of those things is driving her exactly. She knows where Peter is. He is at Jen's house. Yeah. And she asks John to take her to Peter's. And John does oblige. And... They drive by and they see Jen's car out front. Out front. Oh my God. Friends. Uh, they see Jen's car out front. And Peter and Jen are embracing a little too much outside. Hugging and caressing. He's like nuzzling her too. It's not looking good. No. She's like, fuck no, John. Take me home. Yep. And uh, she sends a scathing text to Peter saying, Come over when you're done hanging out with Jen. And Peter just says, okay. Yeah. She gives a pretty big goodbye sounding speech to him. And he says, I was just being there for her as a friend. And Lara says, you know what? I deserve to be someone's number one girl. And like, honestly, Lara Jean makes a point. Jen is Peter's number one. Exactly. He is. Like, she is. He's always going to be there for her. He's never going to set a boundary. Yeah. And, and Peter digs himself a fucking hole in this. And I admit, I hated this because Peter sucks in this. Mm-mm. He says, you are someone's number one girl, you're mine. And she goes, nah. And he goes, you don't understand. You don't understand what I did for you. When I found out that she took that video, I said we would be done if she hurt you again. And Lara's like, wait, 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 wait. What? He was protecting her the whole time. And that is like, that's borderline unforgivable to me. I like I got I goosebumps. I got goosebumps talking about it now. Yeah. Like, I would be ugh. so mad. Like that is like the meanest thing you could do. Like he literally like put his girlfriend's both reputation, thoughts, and feelings aside to protect Jen. That sucks. A friend to everyone is a friend to no one. Exactly. And the person you're dating is the person who's closest to you. Yeah. You put them above everyone else. You cut that person out. If someone said that to me, I'd be like, that is so fucked up. Yeah. The fact that Peter even convinced himself that he was doing an okay thing by keeping everyone happy, quote unquote, disgusting. That's so gross. Laura's like, I cannot believe you knew and you didn't tell me and you still defended her. And you know what? Laura, in her sadness, she tags this bitch out because fuck that. And that's when he's like, well, I had Jen. And she's like, of course you fucking did. Of course you wouldn't fucking tag her out when you could. To make matters worse, he's still not being honest about what Jen is going through. Yeah. And icing on top of the cake, Lara Jean takes a little minute and she puts together that, wait, if Jen filmed the video and sent it in, that means Jen was outside filming because Peter had initially invited her to the hot tub and was startled when Lara showed up. He wasn't excited. He was startled. He ended, that turned into being excited, but he initially asked Jen. So she asked Peter, you know what? Who who did you invite to the hot tub? Did you invite her? And he just says flat out, yeah. Yeah, I did. Oh. And she says, bye, Peter. I had to take a big sip of wine for that because how hurtful. How, like, like that is such a truth you would never want to find out. No. Yeah. No. Oh, no. To find out that, like, somebody won't was waiting for somebody else for that first intimate moment you had when you're in high school 
That's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. That would ruin me. That would destroy me. That would make me insecure for years. That person would have to do so much to make up for Uh, it. Oh, they grovel. Grovel, grovel, grovel. Give me money. Grovel. Give me money. Venmo. Probably it was the start of Venmo in 2014 or something. Probably. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. You could test it out. Yeah. Pay my rent. Pay my rent. And at this house that I live (laughs) in with my dad. Okay, but okay, thank God it's a weekend. Good timing. Cheers to the freaking Honestly, weekend. out of all the shit that happened, thank God it's a Friday night because Lara Jean has the weekend to grieve. Breakups in high school are hard. And she's got a hot party she's got to plan. Yeah. And she's at Bellevue, like, trying to, like, make it through the day. And, of course, Alicia and Stormy are fighting during scrapbook time. And Lara Jean does something good. She sets a boundary for herself and says, I cannot handle this right now. Because I'm going through, like, because Peter and I broke up. Alicia and Stormy take a step back and just console her, which is really, really nice. And she's like, what do I do now? And they say something very sweet, which is now you go back to doing what you were doing before him. Yeah, and they talk about first loves, which is also really sweet. It is. And Lara can't spend too much time on this because she's throwing a war theme party. And <laughs> at the war retirement. Themed. Hey, you've heard of World War II? Pew, pew, pew. Well, I bet you never had an exclusive invite to the Bellevue Retirement Home party. War party. War party. You heard of war being bad. You now wait for war, and it's a party. Party. And even better, if you thought this rager wasn't enough, another retirement home is coming. Yeah, and Lara Jean's pulled out all the stops and convinced Jeanette to hold it in the dining room. Yep, yep. She, She really... She really pulled out all the stops. Those those yeah. old people are probably going to be fucking. There's going to be guys <laughs> shooting puffs. Are gonna be fucking. They're going to be shooting puffs into the women there. <laughs> it's not sperm. It's just evaporated air. Anyways, next dance. Becky, <laughs> what do you think about old people? <laughs> they got, they're just made of dust. Yeah, okay. No bones. That's really interesting. No bones, just dust. We keep things light because the next thing I'm going to say really pissed me off at school the next day. Peter asked for his necklace back. Oh, my <laughs> God. He turns around in their chem class and he's like, hey. And Lara's like, hi. And he's like, give me my necklace back. Yeah, um, fuck him. You fuck him. Uh, Kitty is also upset that they broke up, which is like natural for a younger sibling to feel. Um, but Lara Jean is going to take some advice from Stormy and Alicia She's gonna, she's gonna kind of go back to her life, and her life is now winning this fucking game, which, hell yeah, Lara Jean, go get it. Kitty is not on her side about the breakup. No. She is like, what did you do to push him away, which I would not want to hear. And salt to the wound, the next day, her and John are hanging out, discussing how to get Jen out of the game. Kitty sees them hanging out, and she's really cold to Lara, thinking that she's moving on, which she deserves to. yeah. Um, but while they're hanging out, John does agree to help to get Jen out, but he also, uh, she also does tell John that she went to the Model UN with him on purpose to meet him initially, because, like, John was under the impression it was, like, a whole, like, universe accident meet-cute that they just, like, ran into each other after all these years, and Lara Jean is, like, being honest with him, and, like, hey, I, uh, I, I meant to meet you there, because I knew I'd sent that letter out. Yeah, he also is like, when we kissed at Spin the Bottle when we were in middle school, I was praying it'd land on you, and Lars like, wow, no one's ever liked me back, so this is her chance yeah. to be someone's number and John, one. and John also kind of implies that he still likes her now, which is like, 
bold since she's going through a breakup. She's like, oh, wow. And he's like, okay, now let's let you win that tag. Uh, and let's talk about Salt into the Wound real quick. We get like a, a, a page excerpt where uh, Peter takes Kitty to school one morning. Yeah, which is so awkward. Yeah. Fuck Kitty. Kitty, honestly, okay, well, she's 10, so whatever. But, but she she does this, and then the next day, she has a sleepover with a lot of people. So Lara makes her cake, and then Kitty's, like, sad that she's feeling left out. And I'm sorry, if I was her sister, I'd be like, that's, I don't give a fuck our age difference. Uh, you can, That's so mean, Maggie. You can sink or swim on your own. Listeners, Kitty's feeling left out because during their, like, manicures that they were all doing, two of Kitty's friends decided to get the same manicure and didn't include Kitty on it. And so, like, Kitty's feeling a little left out. And I thought that was really relatable because I feel like I was in those situations when I was a kid. I mean, yeah, it's relatable. But also, if my, <laughs> if my youngest sibling was, like, did gaslighting me being like is it is are you the reason you guys broke up i'd be like fuck you go cry in your That's, room okay two different perspectives listeners i was email us at meggie and laura present i was the youngest and my siblings never took care of me so I'll, you know what everyone to their own baby. i mean I, w- I was also the youngest so was that say two sides did your siblings care about you i mean they did but like they didn't i mean they did but like not like in like a way larger and Margot do. Oh yeah, that's fair. I thought about this week my brother blamed the my parents putting the dog down on me when I was born. That's fucked up. <laughs> so he t- didn't and like I, me growing I, up. I need to I need to tell you gotta get in therapy. <laughs> hey, you know, I will at some point. It's okay, we'll all get there. We'll all get there. I was. It was a good time. Because fuck that. That's not okay. Give me give me that your brother's number. I'll text him because he doesn't have mine and he'll know. Honestly, I'll spin it into comedy gold. So that's comedy, that's comedy all gold. We have to weave our blankets. The retirement home, you know, it's the night um, of just hanging vibes. It's not the war party night. Yeah. I did that to divert you. Um, John wow. and Laura are hanging out with his grandma Stormy, and it's a snowstorm, y'all. Speaking of Stormy, it's snowstorm time. She's like, Stormy's got to go to bed. You guys are going to sleep in different rooms. And John and Lara Jean sneak out and they play in the snow. And he's like, I would so kiss you right now if you weren't hung up on Kavinsky. Yeah, it's honestly, this entire scene is really cute to me because it was like, oh, they have to go to bed and then they hang out and then they're flirting and then they go, uh, they get warm by the fire and they see Stormy sneaking out of one of the residence rooms. Oops. And uh, John says he's a virgin. And I know. they talk about just like life and their families and everything like that. Um, and the next morning, Stormy says like, thank God you two got the hint and got out of here and went to go play in the snow. And Stormy kind of was wingmanning really, really hard. Laura tries to recruit Chris to help with the World War II party, and Chris is like, I'm not giving up a Friday night, um, but I will give you my Rosie the Riveter poster, which, bare minimum. Bare minimum. Hey, sometimes you can't give your hundreds, so you give your Rosie the Riveter poster. You give your Rosie the Riveter poster. Um, but John willing to help out with this party, and uh, Kitty helps Largie and get ready. John shows up in full uniform in a vintage fucking car. I know. It's so cute. It's really sweet. It's this fancy red convertible. They all take photos with it. Uh, the neighborhood woman. The neighborhood woman. The Mrs. neighbor. Child <laughs> Trina. She's over. And Kitty's impressed. And Kitty earlier was giving Lara Jean shit, being like, here's all the reasons Peter's better than John. Yeah. But 
Largene doesn't have time to listen to this nonsense. Yeah. John and her gotta get to their World War II party. And they are bells of the ball here. John is being a true partner here. He is helping Largene wherever she needs for setting up. He is dancing with her. He's using his little tickets to get treats and stuff, get a dance with her. They're swing dancing, There's... and he says that Stormy teached him. Oh, uh, teached him? Yep. I'm standing by it. <laughs> uh, and he also helps her break down this entire party because he's awesome. John Mac- Ambrose McLaren rocks. Like, he's a perfect person. No high school guy is this thoughtful, but I think no. this is beautiful. One time, my high school boyfriend burned me a CD, and there was a song from Blink-182 on it about getting a blowjob from my mom. My high school boyfriend, uh, we dated for a month, and he would do a thing where it's like, we would, like, obviously, like, talk in between classes, mm-hmm. and he would text me for, like, two hours after school, and then at, like, 6 or 7 p.m. would be like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. Like, he would, like, not saying, like, he wouldn't, like, extend our texting to good night. Mm-hmm. He would just, like, end it early. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? So we're not allowed to talk until tomorrow? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I broke, that's why, a big reason I broke up with him. So I was like, oh, you don't like me or care about me at all. Yeah, no. Unlike John Ambrose McLaren. Exactly. Even afterwards, John is hanging out. He's packing up all the decorations with her, helping her clean up this party. And then they go outside and they run into none other than Peter and Jen strolling in because Jen needs something from a grandma's friend. Yeah, and Peter is nervous and anxious and unsettled. And he's like, what was going on with this party? What What's going on here? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Why are you dressed like that? What yeah. the hell? And, uh, you know, John Ambrose McLaren and Largene are on the same side of like, we could, get, we could get Jen out. And Jen is not having it. She is pissed. She's like... Largene, I'll tag you out right now. And John Ambrose McLaren gets Largene out with by opening his like Corvette's door window and they sail off into the sunset together. And it's awesome. They're driving away like they do in movies and they're driving so fast and he kisses her. At a stoplight. At a stoplight. Very cute. Uh, afterwards, Lara goes to Trina, the next door neighbor, to get Kitty, and the woman is like, oh my god, that guy is so handsome. They keep, uh, comparing him to a young Robert Redford. Yeah. And she also opens up about how you gotta enjoy every minute. Yeah, and they talk about regrets and, like, life and stuff like that, and Lara Jean lays it on and just says, hey, I think you and my dad should hang out. Mrs. Rothschild slash Trina is like, he doesn't like me. He hasn't tried at all. And she, Lara Jean's like, no, no, no. He's just nervous. Like, it'll be fine. She says, if he asked me out, though, I will say yes. Yeah. So we got we got the window. We got the green light. Um, and then, another little pop point here, it's cakewalk time. Oh, it's cakewalk. This is, she's going to run into Peter there. This is going to be their first interaction since she broke up with him. Yeah. And Peter's there, immediately asks about John. Yikes. He's there with his little brother. He approaches Lara. He's like, you're on a date. And she's like, why do you care? And he's like, I care because you were my girlfriend and I still don't know why we broke up, which I'm sorry. You gotta know why you broke up, buddy. You Come gotta on. Know. You, you hung out with your ex-girlfriend too fucking much. He keeps the interrogation. He ups the ante. He's like, did you kiss? And she's like, yeah. And he's miffed about this. And to add insult to injury, um, 
For poor little Peter, he has to go home with Laura's cake. Yeah, Owen, his little brother, wins Laura Jean's cake in the cakewalk. And Peter goes, I don't want that one. Go grab a different one. And Kitty stands up and goes, that's not how cakewalk works. Which is so <laughs> funny to me. Um, So he has to go home with that cake because that is how cakewalk works. Um, and yeah. Lara Jean, she's driving home. Kitty wants to stay at this little fair a little bit longer. Um, and Lara Jean ends up seeing Jen's car and goes, game over. I'm doing it now. Push the pedal to the metal. She follows her and tails it to her dad's office. And she sees Jen's dad coming out with an 18-year-old. Yeah. Kissing. Which also begs the question, why was Jen also going to this office? Because, like, we're kind of under the impression that she's known that this has been going on. Yeah. I don't know if she does, just doesn't know how to navigate it in terms of telling her mom. Yeah. I feel like, would you in that scenario? Oh, I would tell my mom immediately when I knew something. This is, okay, I love if, both if my parents. Happened, yeah. Um... People obviously love one parent more than the other. Maggie, I'm not what? I'm not going to say. Maggie? I'm not going to say. Maggie? I would probably wait to tell my mom for a week. I would seriously consider it. But this has been going on for months at this point. Yeah, okay. I would probably tell my mom. But, like, it begs the question where it's, like, clearly Jen's known this has been going on for a while. Why is Jen still, like, investigating? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, Laura decides to have a moment of empathy and be like, oh, wow, so this is what Peter was dealing with. Poor Jen had no one to go to. Yeah, and Jen's like, well, Jen chases Laura Jean down and is like, so you saw, you saw what I'm going through. And Laura Jean's like, ah, I'm sorry. Like, again, I had no idea. I just thought my boyfriend was cheating on me, which is like a fair thought. And Jen is like, fine, you want to win tag so bad? And uh, puts Lara Jean's hands on her chest and is like, there, you won. And Lara's like, all right, this is a lot. I'm going to start easing up yeah, on both of them. Yeah, which is like, I mean, it's like, that's a lot to see where it's just like, you thought your boyfriend was cheating on you. And he technically still was emotionally, at least. Yeah, seriously. Like, and now it's just like, okay, cool, I won. You need to deal with your own stuff. Bye. Yeah. Um, Lara doesn't have this kind of drama back at home no. with her single parent household oh. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like hey dad you know you should do ask trina to watch the sound of music and he's like okay maybe i'll ask her out because both my kids have plans and those are my only two friends that's what happens when you have kids um oh very sweet it's Lara jean's birthday the next day yeah. her dad makes her nice food and john skips school to come Give her a gift. And he gives her a snow globe, which is really, really cute. But to make things less cute... As an afterthought. Peter comes stomping down those front school steps, and he gives Lara Jean the necklace that he asked back for a couple weeks ago. And he goes, you take this, because I'm going to win you back. Which is like, Peter, what? Where did this come from? That truly feels like the other kid took your toy that you brought to school, so you're upset, so you're trying to... <laughs> That's so true. To get it. And John's like, really? You're doing this now after treating her like shit? Like, John Ambrose McLaren, an unsung hero of this entire series. Yeah, and Lara's like, I am so overwhelmed. I need to go. And she tells John, you know what? I like you, and I could see myself loving you, but Peter got here first, and Which, right now I can't. What? 
I don't, what if you were just like, right now I can't because I'm getting over this person? I like, I just still can't imagine how she still has feelings for Peter after all of this. I'm sorry, if your ex and you're still hanging out with her? Like, the entire like logic of like, well, he was my first is, it's really just like kind of toxic and messed up. Because like, listeners, your first isn't your forever. No. Like, it's not. And if your first is your forever, seek psychiatric help. <laughs> <laughs> no, no therapy here. Psychiatric help. Check yourself in. Check yourself you in. You need a ward to help Let you. Let me tell you, from one friend to another, inpatient does wonders. And that shit is inpatient. <laughs> uh, that was really funny. And if this book wasn't going to end in any sort of weird way, even though I'd seen the movie, a part of me was like, I still want her with John Ambrose McLaren. Nope. Peter and her meet up at the Pierce's treehouse and they make up. And that's where the book ends. Yep. Um. They they make up. That's that's it. Peter reveals Jen's secret. Peter's like, I had to be there for her because she hurts herself. Which, again, that's on Jen. Hey. Again. That's, again, it's really toxic that she was kind of guilting you into being her lifeline. That's not okay. Uh, he, um, he says a lot of words that is just like, I love you. You drive me crazy. And it's like, okay, but also you were protecting your ex who seriously hurt me and also kind of broke the law. Listen, my moral disengagement, I just took the dark triad test, is 77%. But my moral disengagement, I would not post someone doing that in a hot tub in high school. No, yeah, no. Peter had no right, no right to protect Jen the way he did. Like, this whole secret got blown way out of proportion. Like, her secret was her dad was cheating on her and she needed a therapist. That's not that big of a secret. No. Not her dad was cheating on her. Her dad was cheating on her mom. I should have phrased that better. But <laughs> That's okay. Hey, listeners, you listen to an hour and 10 minutes of Laura and I getting progressively drunker. And if you like <laughs> if you like this format, email us at Maggie and Laura. Because we can drink more wine for you guys. This was a great episode. I think you would agree. We can drink a whole ass this bottle. Is, this is on, fi- on, on par with um, Catching Fire Part 2. <laughs> Were we really drunk? We were pretty drunk for Catching Fire. The movie or the book? The book. Oh, okay. That's when we did the whole, uh, when the when the alarm <laughs> goes off, you hear a <laughs> We were but, being really funny. But this leads us to our top five because this is a hill that Maggie and I are going to be talking about probably for the rest of this entire season. Yeah. Top five ways Peter could have handled the whole Jen situation better because, again, I'm not forgiving him. Lara Jean might have, but I do not. No, I, I really, I really think that this would be a lot of time that needs to be spent winning you back if that's a thing that he wants to commit to. Yeah. Not over a hundred pages, but over like three books. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, here's the We don't the have thing. time for that though. We don't have time for that. And neither did Jenny Han who wrote this book. She was like, you know what? I'm just going to hope everyone buys it that they, they, they're in love. Uh, but John yeah. Ambrose McLaren, in my opinion, as of right now, is the superior choice. Anyway, here's the top five reasons or ways Peter could have handled Jen's whole situation better. Number five, take her on a charter, push her fucking overboard. You do not need that toxicity in your life, Peter. You do not need to bring it onto Laura Jean's life. 
push her into the ocean, everybody will be happier. There's so many ways she could die slowly. Take her up to Alaska. I'm sure the water's cold. Oh, they're on Virginia. That's a coastal state. Oh, there you go. They're right there. Number four, I propose this one. We've all seen the classic 2000s movie, John Tucker Her. Get your boys together and break her heart. Yeah, what that entails, only Peter knows. Vengeance. He knows her the best, apparently. He can figure it out. Exactly. Number three, blackmail her. She blackmailed you two. Reverse it. That's an Uno reverse if I ever heard one. Hey, that's the cha-cha slide. Hey, we love it. Three <laughs> hops this time. Number two and probably the healthiest we have um, submitted. Uh, set a boundary with Jen. That's awesome to say, hey, we're not dating anymore. You need to get help and I can't be your main support system. Crazy, right? I think so. Even crazier and probably even more healthy Tell Lara Jean the truth of why you're protecting your girlfriend or why you feel obligated to. Could have been avoided. This entire thing could have been avoided. And I think that goes without saying about who our canceled character is for this book. Is it Peter? I was going to say Peter. I was going to say Peter too. Listeners, it's Peter. You can't see, but we just shook hands. Yeah. And we also signed a contract of our own. Call that the Constitution. (laughs) Maggie and I just wrote the new Constitution. You're welcome. It's our podcast. It's gun down Peter Kaminsky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, I think to the naked eye, you'd think Jen needs to be canceled, but you realize... Peter needs to be canceled for enabling Jen. Yeah, Jen is just hurting and honestly going through trauma. I acted out too. I get it. Yeah, but Peter needs to be a better person. He has has fake boy vibes right now to me. He's like, I'm going to do good things because it makes me look good rather than like, I'm doing a good thing because I want to. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's where we're going to end this episode. Yeah, and if you guys have enjoyed this or just listened to a whole episode, reward yourself by following us on social media at <laughs> yeah, we read it on TikTok and Twitter and Maggie underscore and underscore Laura at Instagram. That's awesome. And also reward yourself with a nice glass of Martha Stewart Chardonnay. <laughs> we are by sponsored. 19 Crimes. Could you imagine Honestly, if you're sponsored? If we need to get sponsored by 19 Crimes, we gotta get sponsored uh, sponsored by the Snoop Dogg Rose because that is so good. Okay. Have you had the Snoop Dogg Rose? I think so. We I think we've had it before. I'll get it for our next episode. It's pretty good. It's really, really great. Yeah. And even more great is again emailing us at Meggie and Laura Present at gmail.com and also watching our web series you in hell on youtube and i'm also going to release our short film in a little bit here it's time <gasps> to release it that's exciting our short film broadcast will also be on our youtube channel you should watch it there it's say la vie say la vie we will see you for the final book of this season this is a short season we're doing yep uh the sh- short season always in forever our jeans coming next week get excited and not to be Two more excited. Our follow-up is going to come after that. We're halfway through our season. And we know what the series is. All of the books are available for me right now at the library. So I got to go pick them up. Yep. Okay. We're already prepping for season seven. Seven. Oh my God. Wow. We're two years. Sticking it through. Okay, listeners. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Au revoir. You were just listening to an Audiment podcast.